Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join in the discussion, email us at theyogahour at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here's your host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, our time to open our hearts and our minds to the infinite. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien. And today, as always, we're going to be looking at some practices for spiritually conscious living. Yoga is an ancient philosophy and practice um, for self and God realization. And much of that practice is, is looking at how we can remove the obstacles to self-knowing or self-realization, how we can be restored to our original wholeness, uh, how we are able to bring our clarified attention and awareness to rest in our essential self. And today we're going to look at how the practice of writing can help us do that, looking at writing as a tool for spiritual transformation. Can it really help us discover that deep connection with our authentic self, a capital S self? Um, and since self-realization is the revelation of that authentic self, that which we already are, how can writing help us unburden ourselves of that which is not uh, true or that which we carry around as baggage um, that gets in our way of living uh, fully and living joyfully? So we're going to reflect on transformational writing today as a tool for spiritual liberation and find out how it can work for us in our lives today. And we really couldn't have a better guide with us for this practice than Mark Matusik. He's a best-selling author, teacher, and speaker. And his work focuses on personal awakening and creative excellence through transformational writing and self-inquiry. He brings over three decades of experience as a memorist, editor, interviewer, survivor, activist, and spiritual seeker, and has, he has absolutely penetrating insight, and uh, he does thought-provoking work with students all over the world. So, the essence of Mark's philosophy is that when you tell the truth, your story changes. When your story changes, your life is transformed. Only by dispelling life myths and revealing your authentic truth can real transformation begin. Mark Matusik, welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm so delighted that you're here today. Thank you. It's so good to talk to you again. Thanks for inviting me. And I want to let the listeners know as we go through this uh, conversation and they're inspired to learn more about your work, they can find more information at your website, which is markmatusik.com. And that's M-A-T-O-U-S-E-K, markmatusik.com. And uh, let's take a moment now uh, before we begin our conversation, Mark, to just um, have a quiet moment of um, meditative reflection, you get ready to 
uh, talk to each other, but also to listen more deeply. We begin with a moment of meditation, a moment of turning within, letting the mind become quiet, letting our thoughts settle. And we do it so simply and so easily, first with the intention to simply bring our attention within, and you can do it eyes open or eyes closed, to start with the intention to draw your attention and awareness within And then you can use your breath to do that. So if you're in breath, feel that you're drawing your attention within and becoming anchored in your essential self, the higher true self, that which is unmoving, unchanging, the conscious witness to all thoughts and emotion, all phenomena. With the out-breath, just letting go of any tension or distraction. And being with the intention to have a moment, that we call a yoga moment, a moment of connecting more deeply to your essential self, touching the peace within you that is inherent to the divine reality that we are. We can affirm and know that there is one life, one power, one presence. It is the life of all. And as we stop for a moment, we become aware of that reality within us. Pure existence being. And when we touch that, we touch the peace within us. So just for a moment, breathe and feel that you are breathing peace with each breath, peace. Breathing in peace. Breathing out peace. No longer constrained by restless thought. Awake, aware. Let us take that awake consciousness now into our day ahead, being aware of the vastness of our being and our ability to bring peace with us wherever we go. as a tool for spiritual transformation. And we're going to look at how that can work for everyone. And um, I'm so delighted to have uh, Mark Matusik with me today, who is an accomplished author um, of several books and and, uh, writer of articles and But more than that, you know, Mark is a teacher of writing, and he works with students all over the world in how to use writing as a way to get in touch with the truth of uh, who we are. 
um, to discover, I think, the stories that we carry around and the power in them um, for transformation. So, um, Mark, you you began your career as a writer for traditional news sources. So, you know, I think you have, of course, that foundation of being a very skilled writer. But then you made a turn um, into teaching writing um, and specifically writing with a spiritual purpose. Um, what what happened? How did you do that? Why did you do that? Well, I did it because life. Uh, delivered uh, a few blows and surprises uh, to me and for me uh, that led me to uh, writing memoir and using uh, my writing as a, as a path of personal transformation uh, and, and exploring spiritual and psychological topics. And after doing that for about 20 years or so, I began to teach very naturally out of uh, it grew very organically uh, out, out of my life and, and my practice. What I found is that I had discovered certain really useful tools for myself that I wanted to share with students. Uh, and the center of that, uh, of those tools, was the, the mantra that you uh, talked about at the beginning, which is that when I told the truth, uh, about my deep experience, I, I found that my narrative changed, my story, the way I held uh, held um, self-image, uh, as well as the plot and the circumstances and the characters of my own life. Uh, when I told the truth, that story and those stories began to change. And when that happened, uh, my perception about who I was, uh, what I could expect in my life, uh, and this identity, this little character I called myself, uh, was transformed. Uh, I realized that, that I was not the story. The story was not me. And, and that was a big awakening for me, and I wanted to share it with students. Uh, and the more I do it, the more I'm amazed at the power of this writing practice to open people's hearts and minds uh, and, and widen the, their sense of self using... Mm-hmm targeted questions as you would in a traditional uh, spiritual self-inquiry. So uh, by bringing my life as a seeker uh, together with my life uh, as a writer, my teaching, uh, my teaching came, came out of that. And, and it's, it's a thrill for me because people, people have the, these tools right at their hand. It doesn't cost anything uh, to, to, have a, to, to ask yourself questions. Uh, and then to reread what you've written, and, and that's where the insight comes in. That's where the real transformation comes in, is in rereading what you've, what you've written, seeing where you've covered up uh, and where you need to go deeper. It's a fantastic practice, and I'm, I'm always amazed by, by, by how quickly people can begin to respond to this practice. I can't tell you how many times folks have said to me, I've never thought of that before. And it just mm-hmm. amazes me just that, that folks you know, 50, 60 years old, even older, uh, begin asking themselves important questions that have, that have just they've never posed before, and nobody has asked them. It's, it, it's, a, great, uh, it's a great awakening practice. Yeah, I and I know that it is because it's been, you know, my practice really all of my life because, uh, you know, writing has been such an important tool for me. And, you know, when I came onto the path of yoga, I was so delighted um, to find that, you know, keeping a spiritual diary was recommended. Um, but at that time, you know, I understood a spiritual diary to be, um, you know, a place where you recorded what was happening in your meditation and um, not so much, you know, a, a, a discursive of kind of a self exploration, but if you look and 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 for us, um, those of us who are on the path of Kriya Yoga, and I'm sure it's it's the same in many other avenues of yoga practice, you find the sages saying, you know. A, key practice, which is of course named in our tradition of, of uh, swadaya or self-inquiry is is to look into your life you know look into your behavior, look into your belief, look into your actions and what what better way um, to do that than than to than to write about it. Um, Paramansa Yogananda is quoted as saying millions of people never analyze themselves mentally they are mechanical products of the factory of their environment preoccupied with breakfast 
breakfast, lunch, and dinner, working and sleeping and going here and there to be entertained. They don't know what or why they are seeking, nor why they never realize complete happiness and lasting satisfaction. By evading self-analysis, people go on being robots conditioned by their environment. True self-analysis is the great art of progress. And, you know, Mark, I think sometimes, and, you know, because I've observed it in myself, there's a little bit of fear that, you know, if if we write it down, um, that will solidify it. Um, I hear that all the time. Do you, I bet you do, you know, because I'm, I'm familiar with this. It's like if I write it down, you know, then that's just going to be true about me. But what I hear you saying is that it doesn't work that way at all. You know, write it down and then, and then it begins to move and it can be, uh, transformative. So how do you see writing, um, help us get, get through that fear and, um, and, and really be something that can help us with self-inquiry? It's a great question. Actually, the opposite is true from what people fear, that when you write it down, in fact, it becomes less true for you. Because the, until we externalize these stories and put them down on paper, we don't actually know what's going on in our minds. And those stories are running us, and they have so much power, uh, until we actually see externally what it is that we're thinking and what it is that we believe. And when we see our our stories and our our thoughts and our beliefs uh, on paper, uh, they have much less power over us. And we realize that we are not uh, defined by those stories or confined or limited by them, that they're nothing more than thoughts and beliefs and narratives. Uh, as as Yogananda uh, was was saying, we are robots until we begin to examine the contents of our own minds. Uh, and writing is an unparalleled tool for doing that. There's there are other means of self expression, of course, uh, but there is nothing other than writing where we can see our stories in black and white. And, and that's mm. really the, the value uh, is to mm. see what we are thinking. So many professional writers say that they don't, uh, they don't know what they think until they write it down. Joan Dickens <laughs> said that to me when I, when I spoke to her. Uh, and, and I can relate to that. The, you know, the mind mm-hmm. is this maelstrom of, 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 of thoughts and beliefs and impressions that's going so quickly. We, it, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to sift through that uh, without writing it down. And, and so that, that's, that's the value is, is that when, when, you, when you look at it on paper, uh, you, you see clearly, uh, sometimes with, with shock, you know, what you're telling yourself, the language that you're using to describe your experience. And, and, those, and that language uh, and the shape of the narrative uh, and the biases, etc., are what determine our experience and, and our sense of self in the world. And, and as we start to separate from those narratives and realize that we're the storyteller and not the story, uh, we 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 start to uh, enlarge and expand into our into our our, our true self, uh, and we realize that it's in fact the wisdom mind that is behind these stories, uh, and that once we apply that awareness uh, to to the contents uh, of our of our thoughts and our beliefs, uh, they begin to dissolve, uh, and we realize that they are not at all solid or permanent, and they absolutely don't define who we are. <laughs> and, and anyone yes. who's gone through a critical time in their life knows, and I'm sure you do uh, too, Uma, that, you know, just let your life fall apart <laughs> and realize uh-huh. that the story you've been telling yourself is just a fiction. Uh, it's uh-huh. just a projection, and it's a container. We use story to contain our experience because it's so mysterious, and, and, and we, we don't know how else to, to negotiate the unknown, and story is how we, how we do that. And so how do you help people make that essential shift, uh, Mark, from, um, y- y- you know, how we, when we were kids and we, and, and I'm guessing you probably had one too, I don't know, but you have the diary, you know, dear diary, this is, this is who I am, this is what happened to me, and, and there's really no um, separation then, and um, there's not the self-reflection, uh, which, you know, leads us towards, um, you know, more uh, authenticity, m- more ability to be in the witness um, position. So how do you help aspiring um, uh, writers, you know, using this tool for spiritual transformation, how do you help them make that 
um, that important shift from you know being the story to being uh, the storyteller by asking questions you know, through targeted mm-hmm. questioning that that's mm-hmm. the difference between this practice and morning pages or journaling or or, or free writing uh, this works through targeted questions uh that are all centered on on the 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 uh eternal query of who am i so we ask ourselves questions that are directed at various aspects of the identity uh our belief systems uh, and by doing that we're able to separate from mm. the material in a way that mm-hmm. you can't when you're when you're just journaling you're right you're just in it you're just mm-hmm. in it but when you become the questioner uh, and you realize that you have this possibility uh, for insight and wisdom uh, that you didn't even know was there because we don't ask ourselves these serious questions on a regular basis um, it's very empowering and that's what gives us that's what uh, you know gives us that little bit of distance that you need for perspective uh, and Absolutely. That's, that's the power of, the, of, of writing uh, for self-inquiry as opposed to just journaling or, or morning pages Absolutely, and that, that's the key, and thank you for that. And I see that as the critical piece of how we connect it to um, something that can be spiritually transforming. Because at another level, if you're just writing, if you're just journaling, um, it, can be, it can be useful, but I think that tends to um, remain at the level of psychological reflection. And if you want to look at the spiritual dimension of being, then um, this practice of uh, swadaya or self-inquiry has to come in there to where you can make that shift um, as the the witness um, observing you know how your um, thoughts are shaping your reality um, which is actually other than the story uh, itself and um, so the practice of, of questioning and um, what else do you tell people about having a, a rich practice of writing that can be um, spiritually um, supportive? So learn to ask the right questions and what else is helpful to people uh, engaging in their uh, writing practice for spiritual transformation? Well, the next step is to tell the truth and that mm-hmm. sounds a lot easier than, 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 than it is. And it's something that we rarely do, you know, tell the whole truth as we experience it in the moment. We spend so much of our lives uh, presenting ourselves to the world and giving versions of ourselves and euphemizing uh, and and covering up uh, to protect other people. So to learn to tell the what I think of as the the ruthless truth, you know, the, the, to say the unsayable things and tell the untold stories is really what this is about. It's about going below. Uh, the reputation and the persona uh, and what we what we the sort of um, authorized version of ourselves mm-hmm. into the deeper, scarier, uh, sometimes more threatening uh, and provocative areas of ourselves, and that means involve that means involving the shadow uh, and exploring the shadow aspect of ourselves, which contains so much wisdom and so much inspiration and so much passion. Uh, but we don't let it into the surface because it scares us or it doesn't fit into uh, the image that we want to uh, want to project or the identity that we're comfortable with what this what this questioning does is takes us beyond the identity that we're comfortable with uh, and, and we we come to realize that we are this self that's much larger than these stories and when you're mm-hmm. rooted in that when you have that awareness it enables you to go into some very you know difficult places knowing that th- that they don't define you and when you, mm-hmm. when you know that it gives you courage to, to go there when you think you're your stories it's too, it's too scary to go into some of those some of those uh, Parts of parts of uh, your belief system and your and the psyche, but once you uh-huh. know not that, then you, you shine this light into into these dark corners uh, and and bring things to attention that you're 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 not even largely and very often aware of. And that, that that's that's what's empowering uh, about it is we're really questioning who am I? It's about peeling back these layers of beliefs. Uh, around identity in this imaginary small solid self uh, to realize that we are the spirit that's uh, that that's engaging uh, these questions uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's what gives us the strength and the you know just the uh, the courage 
to to go into these you know to go into the the places where we're stuck in the places where we uh, are deluding ourselves well and as i listen to you mark i can i can see that you know with your work you're helping people to um in a sense get out <laughs> get, get get out of the mind um you know the stories that are running in the background um because if we don't you know if we're not in touch with that then it it has some power or if we're afraid of it you know then it has some power but if you can get it out and look at it um then you know you are if 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 you don't get lost in it and sink down in it if you can have a witness perspective about it um then you have discovered uh freedom you know that you're you're not that story that um has been running in the background and i can see you know how um, how powerful um, how powerful that that is and um, and I think that you know for myself as a writer I discovered I had to have I had to give myself the freedom to explore you know deeply you know things that um, occurred in my life things that I did um, that I wasn't proud of. Um, just to, as a part of freeing myself from that, and almost as a way of transforming those events in my life into into gold, um, you know, something that became useful because it was part of my own growth and uh, my own transformation. So it's like taking what happened, um, taking those stories, and finding the gold in them, as I would say. <laughs> Exactly. That's Uma. That's beautifully said, and that's exactly what happens: is we reframe the narratives, uh, and we realize that uh, the reframing is as true, if not truer, than than that original way that we that that we held it. And, and when you start to see the power of reframing and the power of redefining, the power of revisioning, seeing our past differently, uh, it, it's a huge step in 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 personal insight. Uh, and, and we we come to see that we have this power of of, of narration that we're born with. We're called Homo narrans. You know, we're the storytelling ape. It's what we do. We're the only animal that tells stories about its own existence uh, as a way of navigating through the mystery. You know, we don't know who we are or how we came here or where we're going. And, and the way that we confront that great mystery is is by telling stories. It's it's a precious practice. But you know, I mean, it's a it's a precious tool. It's part of our survival kit. Uh, but but it's malleable. It's pliable. These stories are flexible, and they're always changing uh, if we let them. You know, they found something very interesting. Folks who stay remain the difference between folks who remain traumatized and, and those who are able to heal is that people who remain traumatized are fixed to one story that they, uh, that they are unable or unwilling uh, to shift or to look at differently. Whereas folks who are able to heal, uh, especially from, from early trauma, are those who are willing to evolve the story, to question it. You know, folks who, who are, come to, like you were just saying, realize the, the gifts in, in the loss or, or the insights that came out of, of the adversity. When we're able to evolve our story, we, we uh, feed um, and strengthen our, our ability to heal uh, and, to, and to change. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you know, I think not only that, Mark, but I can I can imagine this goes on in your workshop. Is that um, there's an essential difference in how can I put this in in telling a story um, sort of flatly, <laughs> you know, like um, uh, being stuck in that narrative versus being able to um, be in touch with the felt experience of it, which is much deeper than um, the narrative. And so um, there's a way, you know, to write and just the process of, of writing and letting it open and change, I think, that gets us in touch with um, the felt sense of it that then allows it to to shift. I'm guessing that makes sense to you yes and then that's very important this writing depends on including our feelings and our thoughts and our beliefs and our embodied experience uh, around these stories not just not just the situations not just the facts 
the mm-hmm. no transformation come, comes from that. It's about the yeah. stories that we've created from the situations, from the circumstances, uh, and how we be- how, what we believe about them, the meaning that they hold for us, and, and, and how, they, uh, how they determine how we see ourselves and, and the lives we live. All of that has to be in the responses to these questions, if they're going to have any impact. It's not just about repeating the same old, mm-hmm. you know, the same old uh, you know, version of things. Exactly. Well, uh, I am so delighted that you're here uh, with me today, Mark, and I want to remind the, the listeners that they can um, find out more about your work at markmatusic.com. Find out about Mark's books. Um, great title of, you know, When You're Falling, Dive. <laughs> Did I get that one right? Yeah. I love that. Yes, and uh, about his workshops on transformational writing. We're going to take a break now, and when we get back, we're going to talk about spiritual writing as a quest for meaning and uh, self-discovery. So more on this in just a few minutes, and we'll be right back with you. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. What if you could experience vibrant health? Help heal the planet and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. moment we live can be holy and all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so everything we do can be a prayer and by using our innate creativity with intention in every aspect of our lives that can indeed be true author carla kincannon wrote creativity is so much more than art making It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. Listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and today um, we're talking with Mark Matusik. He's an award-winning author and contributing editor at Tricycle Magazine and the Buddhist Review. Um, his website is markmatusik.com, and he he teaches introspective writing courses all over the world and has helped thousands of people transform their lives uh, through self-inquiry. Um, I came across a quote this morning, Mark, um, from a very famous writer, um, Walt Whitman, 
who is quoted as saying, there will soon be no more priests. It sounds like him, doesn't it? (laughs) There will soon be no more priests. Their work is done. Every man shall be his own priest. And uh, I love that quote. And it's not that I want to, you know, lose my job as a spiritual teacher, (laughs) but, you know, the whole emphasis, the beauty of the time that we're living in is the understanding, and it's the understanding that the practice of yoga brings um, that, you know, every person is divine. Every person has the opportunity to realize that for themselves, and it is a practice of self-discovery and self-revelation um, that no one else can do for us. You know, we, we have to engage in our own practice. No one else can, you know, eat the meal for us, right? You know, we, we have to um, discover for ourselves. So, in your workshop, I understand that workshop that you do, Writing to Awaken, um, you help people um, become, uh, in a sense, um, the priests of their own experience um, by by self-discovery and learning about what is there in the depths. And um, you, you have, uh, I have a description where you have written, the first step toward authenticity is surveying your secret life. Without exception, each of us has one, that vicinity of self that is yours alone, filled with memories, totems, obsessions, longing, dreams, and vulnerabilities. This inner refuge contains a wellspring of inspiration and self-discovery. The soul loves specificity, intimacy, and subjective uniqueness. So in order to be authentic, of course, our self-inquiry has to be uh, rigorous, it has to be honest, and it has to be from uh, a, a higher perspective as well. Um, Paramahansa Yogananda said, be honest with yourself. The world is not honest with you. The world loves hypocrisy. When you're honest with yourself, you find the road to inner peace. So, of course, truthfulness is part of the foundation of uh, spiritually conscious life. Um, and you're talking about in truthfulness, of course, helping people get down to the surface of where certain stories are have power you know, because they have not been explored. And you're uh, referring to that as the secret life. And so what do you mean by that? Well, we keep so much of ourselves off limits. Uh, You know, from a very early age, we develop uh, what's known as the psychological shadow, where we put all of the things that we we don't know what to to do with, both the negative things, the fear, the shame, uh, the trauma, uh, the anger, Uh, what we consider to be negative emotions, as well as our gifts, as well as our originality, as well as our passions, also end up getting put into the shadow simply because we don't know what to do with them. So when we start to look into our secret life uh, and all of those things that we keep on the dark side of the moon, uh, we realize how much power there is and that until we're we accept and make space for all of the material, all of this material, and, and all of these stories. We can't really lay claim uh, to our own wisdom, uh, and we certainly can't tell the truth. Uh, I, I love what Whitman says about becoming our own priests, uh, because that, that's how I think about this writing practice: is that we, we become the mirror of our own uh, our, of our own wisdom. Uh, we become our own guru. We become our own therapist. And we learn that in the mirror of the blank page, we learn how much we actually know, how much we, how much we have access to when we open the door to uh, to this uh, secret life, uh, this place where we keep so many things that we, you know, that 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 we. Uh, are uncomfortable with, you know, we're, we're uncomfortable not only with our, our weakness and our fear, but also with our power and our knowledge. Uh, and, and so we have secret knowledge. We all do. And what this writing practice does is, is it helps us articulate our secret knowledge. Uh, so many students have said to me after uh, looking at a question that at first made no sense, that when they sat with it after a while and, and began to explore and allowed themselves to take a leap into you know, forbidden or or unknown territory. They've been amazed by how much uh, they already knew. 
uh, and how much insight was already there that they didn't have access to uh, until they broke the surface. Uh, so oh. that's the beauty and the importance of, of looking at the parts of ourselves that we keep off limits, uh, that are simply not acceptable. In, in the culture we live in, very uh, rarely are we asked uh, serious questions, penetrating philosophical questions, or, or questions around our, our deep, true identity. You know, very few people ask you, so tell me, tell me about your secret life. You know, tell me about all those things you never say. That's not the, the kind of discourse we have uh, in, in this culture. And that's what this writing uh, provides an opportunity for. Uh, it, it opens a door. Uh, to all of those things that have been dying to be known uh, and, and felt and, and explored, but, but we're not given entree to, or there just wasn't the right invitation. What these questions are, are invitations to those parts of ourselves that, that want to be expressed uh, and, and, and round out uh, who, we, who we are. Uh, so it's not only the it's not only the acceptable things it's not only the the um, sort of surface uh, aspect of life but also the deeper uh, sometimes you know, frightening often complex uh, experience that we have below the surface that doesn't get get a chance to be aired definitely and then we find out you know what <laughs> excuse me what has um sort of gathered power, you know, what we've given um, power to. And as I was listening to you, Mark, talk about um, how we can look into our patterns and stories and liberate ourselves from them, you know, by through this process of self-discovery and writing, I, um, I, I was drawn to think about one of the poems in my, my new book is called The Moon Reminded Me, which was actually the, the inspiration for doing a whole series on spiritual writing. And um, again, Mark, Thank you for your your kind words about this book. Um, but I, I'd like to just, if I could, interrupt us for a moment to to uh, share a poem that's really about this experience. I think that we're talking about, and this poem is called "Words." This is how I have left before a betrayal, small or large, a stinging word, a lie taken in, turned over, folded smoothed down, stacked, methodically placed one on top of the other in the suitcase of my mind. Once full, I close the lid, fasten the lock, grab the handle, walked out the door. Now I have stopped saving lies, sold my investments in the currency of shame, Watch for the signs. Listen when the heart rattles. Let my voice sound. Feel its weight. Stand my ground. What a beautiful poem. <laughs> so when we think about words, you know, I, 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 you know, in this, you know, of course, I'm talking about taking in experiences of life and letting them shape me and here you know we hear that commitment to um which i think writing in the self-inquiry and this practice that you teach offers us which is instead of just you know taking in and, and holding down it allows us to be in touch with our experiences in a more vital way so you're not just helping people deal with the past in this writing, although I'm sure that's a big part of what people do, but you're helping people do exactly what I'm talking about in this poem, which is learn how to be more present. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's exactly right. And even when we're writing about the past, we're doing so in the present. You know, so we're always in, you're always working in the present moment and, and memory exists in the, in, in the present moment as well. So it's about mindfulness, it's about letting people come into the truth of their lived 
uh, present moment experience in order to examine these these stories, these lies, these suitcases full of shame that you write about, uh, to, to open them uh, and, and to let out the contents and, and, and not drag them around unopened for the rest of their lives, not even knowing how they're, how they're uh, you know, bogging, bogging us down and slowing us down and keeping us in delusion. Uh, so it, it's all about being in present moment awareness and knowing what's going on in our body, because of course the body has so much information uh, and and so much sensitivity. So it's important when you do this this practice to be aware of the feelings in the body and what they're telling us about where we're held, where we're open, where we're where we feel free, where we feel trapped. Um, and, and that's the uh, that's the importance of staying sensitive uh, and using this as a contemplative, a, a truly contemplative practice. Uh, that's why you know folks say, well, how is this a spiritual practice? And I say because it's all about mindfulness. It's all about present moment awareness, and it's all focused on the central query, you know, who am I, uh, and the search for the truth behind that, behind that question. So writing is a profound spiritual practice, um, just like meditation, just like yoga. Uh, it has, obviously, they all have their own strengths and, and, and limitations, but I, I maintain that writing is as powerful a, a practice uh, as straight up uh, mindfulness meditation because it takes us even deeper uh, into the the contents of of our belief systems uh, and what we're holding in our bodies uh, and how we're driving ourselves through our lives with with these so often unexamined thoughts and 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 suitcases full of of, mm. uh, of conflicts and 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 lies mm. Thank you so much for that, and um, I'm sorry, I kind of lost you for just a moment because the power went off here, <laughs> right, right as I was talking about words, but I see you were able to carry on, and, and thank you for that. And so, uh, will you, I, I know that your own life has been really rich with, you know, you're, you're teaching people out of your experience with, with writing, and um, so could you just tell us a little bit more about how it aided you on your uh, spiritual path? I know that you're, um, that you also practice yoga and meditation, and um, of course, this practice of self-inquiry that that writing has been so central to, and uh, that you're teaching it. So, how did it? How has it um, aided you on your spiritual path? Honestly, Uma, it's writing has saved my life. I started when I was a, a very little kid. I grew up in a house with a lot of confusion and violence and unanswered questions. And writing is how I met myself. It's how I came to, home to myself. Uh, and that's been the case since I was eight or nine years old. I've, I've used this as a as a touchstone, as my refuge, as a, a a kind of a sanctuary and a place to ask myself what was going on. You know, what is true? What is true around me? What's true within me? Uh, and so that's been my practice ever since I was a little kid. Uh, and in terms of my adult seeking, because I'm a writer, uh, it was this. It was the natural form. Uh, for uh, for self inquiry, you know, using using words and using storytelling and examining these narratives, they've dovetailed t- together in my spiritual practice. So uh, it enables me to articulate uh, my own inner uh, experience. Uh, it helps me separate truth from fiction uh, and illusion from from reality. Uh, and it's something that I, I do every day. Uh, and I can't imagine having a spiritual practice without this, uh, without mm. this dimension to it. It's 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 enormously helpful. And, and, and so for me, it's just been it's been my companion for forever. Uh, it's been my <laughs> teacher, and it's been my friend. It's been my lover. Uh, you know, sometimes it's been my enemy, <laughs> but mm. it, it's always close to me. And any spiritual practice is about intimacy with the self. So whatever brings mm. us. Into our into deep connection with uh, not only the self capital S but also the also the the identity also the personality you know, it, it is a doorway to to, to freedom uh, in my experience and so so it's just it's a wonderful wonderful thing and it's been a big blessing in my life and uh, Mark what do you see as the barriers that 
people, or let's just name one of them because there's probably more than one, but what do you see as the biggest barrier that people face um, when they want to take up writing as spiritual practice? Oh, so there are so many. One is people are afraid uh, of writing uh, because we're taught in school about what writing is, what it isn't, uh, the right way to do it, um, that, you have, that it's all about syntax and grammar and, and, and beautiful prose. Uh, it's all about the technique and the form of writing instead of the substance and, and the deeper mm-hmm. purpose of it. So a lot of folks, when they come to this kind of writing practice, say, well, gosh, you know, I have, I have terrible punctuation, you know, <laughs> or my spelling is bad. Uh, it, it's, all about, it's all about how it's going to present to other people. And I, I assure them that that has nothing to do with what this is about. You, you do not have to be a writer to do this practice. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, I find sometimes that professional writers... Uh, especially academic writers, have the hardest time putting all of that uh, aside, all, all, of the, you know, all of the surface things aside and getting to, to the deeper truth. Uh, very often it's folks who aren't writers who are able to be the most raw and the most direct and the most transparent, the most naked on the page. Uh, that's what it's about. It's not, it's not about being a good writer. Uh, so so that's, that's a major obstacle. It's probably the, the biggest one for people who come to this uh, for the first time. Yeah, and I can see that. And, and really what we're dealing with is our own inner critic, you know, or I think, you know, which is, is the major um, psychological force, you know, that stifles us. <laughs> you know, yeah. that, I mean, it, it, I'm sure it has some, some positive function, you know, to stifle us when we should be stifled. <laughs> but most of the time, um, you know, it's just running in, in the background, um, you know, as that assessment, you know, ongoing assessment that, that keeps us from, from the freedom of really exploring, um, you know, who, who we are. So I think uh, that, that the way that you're looking at diving in through questions that kind of help you then get below this, uh, this inner critic is a really uh, powerful uh, thing to do. So we're going to uh, conclude in just a moment here, Mark, and I want to ask you if you would um, just offer some encouragement or inspiration for our, our listeners to Yoga Hour about using writing as a tool of practice. Well, absolutely. It is, as I was just saying, it is an intimate practice that grounds us in our own bodies, that helps us uh, befriend ourselves and accept the parts of ourselves that have seemed unacceptable. That's the beauty of this, is you realize that this shadow uh, material, this inner critic, which is really just a face for fear, uh, all of the shame uh, that, that you carry, uh, these are qualities that can be healed through expression and attention. And what writing helps you do is bring things into the light of attention in order to see that they are not solid, they're not permanent, uh, mm. nor do they have ultimate control over you. So it's a very empowering practice, uh, and it's so simple. That's the beauty of it, is you really do only need a pen and paper uh, and, and, and a quiet moment to do this practice. Um, mm. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I recommend people, uh, people give it a try and, and start with the question, uh, what is the source uh, of your greatest shame? That's always a really mm. good one to start with. <laughs> it sort of covers everything. Be amazed what comes up. Uh, so just, just start with asking yourselves very direct questions around shame, around fear. What are your true desires? Um, and let yourself explore. Uh, you'll be amazed mm. what you discover. Really, what do you really want? Um, Mark Matusik, thank you so much for this engaging uh, conversation this morning and your enthusiasm, of course, about writing as a spiritual practice is, is contagious. So I want to remind uh, listeners, you can find out more about Mark and his work at markmatusik.com. And if you're listening live here in March 2017, I want to let you know that next week on the 29th of March, um, I will be offering a reading at Kepler's Books um, 
and uh, I have the honor of reading with Khalid Husseini, the um, the best-selling uh, author, and um, we're going to be having a conversation about um, literacy of the heart, and uh, much as we've been doing with Mark this morning, talk about how uh, poetry and uh, fiction help us um, discover deeper truths about ourselves. So you can find out more about that reading and um, <clears throat> other readings that I'm doing at uh, Ellen Grace O'Brien.com. Ellen Grace O'Brien with an A-O-B-R-I-A-N.com. The Yoga Hour is a service project of Center for Spiritual Enlightenment and Meditation Center in the Kriya Yoga tradition. We welcome people from all backgrounds who are seeking self and God realization. A path to spiritually conscious, fulfilled living. So to find out more about a Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, please visit csecenter.org. That's all one word, csecenter.org. And I also want to let you know that there is another um, program with Mark um, in the archives at uh, Unity Online Radio. Just go to uh, the Yoga Hour webpage and um, enter Mark Matusik and you'll find that other program with Mark, which was also great. It was um, Stronger and Wiser, The Yoga of Blossoming Through Adversity. Um, remember to scru- subscribe to Yoga Hour, um, which you can do through iTunes or Stitcher and to tell your friends about it. Um, and my great thanks to our Yoga Hour team who make it possible, producer and regular guest host, Dr. Laurel Trujillo, assistant producers, Nita Kenyon, Anne Hayes, and Sean Smith, and the ever-present, omnipresent Jeff Comfort in the sound room. And uh, we thank uh, all of you for making this program possible. And again, my uh, heartfelt thanks to you, Mark, um, for your work and for joining me on the Yoga Hour today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Uma. Thank you. It's always great to talk to you. Thanks. I look forward to next time we're together. And to all the listeners, I look forward to being with you again. And remember, today and every day, to let your inner light shine into the world. Share your peace and your joy with all you meet. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day. The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by friends and members of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California, a ministry in the tradition of Kriya Yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization, www.csecenter.org. Request free literature by writing info at csecenter.org. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes life can seem like a jigsaw puzzle. Even if we think we have a clear picture of what we want, we may become overwhelmed in our efforts to fit all the pieces together. Although each of our lives may look different on the outside, what we are all striving to create is the same, peace of mind. 
We mistakenly think that peace will be ours once we have fit all the pieces of our lives into place. But peace isn't dependent on outer circumstances, and it's not something that must be finished. It's a work in progress within each of us. If I want to picture peace clearly, I look within myself. The peace I've been missing is there. Peace can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach. Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. 